following episode contains explicit content. You've been warned. What's fascinating and that nobody making any argument on either side want to talk about is that the government is primarily responsible for the problem that that is the rising tuition rates. Alright, so hey buddy, welcome to uh, another exciting edition of Brain Snacks Remote Podcast. Welcome everybody. We hope that you all had a wonderful week. Uh, I had an extremely long week with the Velcro Pygmies playing six shows in five days, one of which was a, an opening slot for the Velcro Pygmies. And uh, also started out previously last week, uh, the day after Jackson and myself did a recording, I got some... Uh, upsetting news and i would like to reach out to our listener base and also jackson um put out some positive vibes for my moms uh, my mom had cancer when i was 12 years old and she had to, it it was a hodgkin's hodgkin's disease and she ended up having to have a couple of lymph nodes removed and she went through the chemotherapy uh toenails popped off bald head uh i did my best to to be her rock my stepdad at the time was not a terrible person but he was a drunk and uh my older brother that was when he started acting out and i acting like an ass but because she had cancer and went through all this chemotherapy again babe 27 20 20 something years ago um she ended up there are there are long-term consequences to to chemotherapy so because of the chemotherapy attacks your immune system, it will actually attack your entire body. It just kills stuff. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it kills the cancer as well, which is why people get really, really sick when they take do chemo. Well, because of that, there is always a risk that you will have heart complications, maybe lung complications in the future. Well, my mother has had uh, AFib, which is uh problem where you where your heart kind of stutters or slows down depends depends on the the case of afib mm -hmm. she had a leaky valve that she had replaced last year and uh not replaced repaired so like if you guys think about a hose clamp going over over a valve that's kind of what it was yeah. that's the best way i can describe it right but that happened during covid so i couldn't actually go see her oh, she shit. was like so yeah and i was in the area and i was planning to go see her i was just like the doctors was like yeah no and then once I found out uh, that a couple of people that I was in the area with, one or two of them tested positive for COVID. So once I found that out, I was just like, eh, we're not going to risk it. Even if I am slightly skeptical about uh, COVID, it's just not worth, worth the risk on that. Yeah. So again, that was last year. Fast forward to this year, she's been able to, They've been able to keep the AFib under control. Uh, she can't, she's not supposed to be lifting more than like 10 pounds. She can't drink coffee uh, or caffeinated coffee anymore uh, or in very, very, very small quantities, which kind of defeats the purpose of coffee if you're a coffee drinker. Yeah. And then uh, she also can't really have any wine or not so much wine. Hmm. And my mother's not an alky, uh, but she does enjoy a nice, nice, tall glass of red wine every once in a while when she's you know shutting down yeah was she a coffee drinker too 
before. Oh yeah. She's a, that's one of the fondest memories, like since memories, uh, this, this, this is an interesting tangent and I'll finish the story about my mother, but since memories, uh, that's what I associate with my mother Yeah, is coffee. Yeah. So when I, whenever I was younger, um, we actually lived in Canada for a year. It was like a work exchange program. Oh, I did not um, know that. That's cool. Learn something new about me every day. Mm. Well, it was a work exchange program with my stepfather. Uh, he was working the salt mines in Southern Louisiana and there's salt mines up in, uh, the great lakes. I think it was Lake Erie. Um, but so we moved to Godrich, Ontario, Canada. We were there for a year while they did like some cross training thing with this other salt company, salt mining company. And every morning I would wake up and I would brew a big pot of coffee and cook a big thing of hash browns for myself. But I don't drink coffee. I've never had, I had never liked the taste of coffee. So, but I would make my mom a big, big cup of coffee and I would bring it to her, wake her up in the morning. Yeah. And this is before she had cancer, by the way. But, um, but that's, but that smell brings back those memories and, and, the like I said, the sense memory aspect of it is every anytime I smell coffee, I think of my mother. Yeah, that that's so from that that's it's unlike anything how that how that does, man. And mm-hmm. it, and 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 too like there'll just be some random scent like just like and you don't you don't realize that you've associated it in your memory, but as soon as you catch a whiff of it, just anywhere out, it's like yeah. it it just fuck it just snaps mm-hmm. you right back in there. It's like whoa. It'll take so you back weird. in time, man. It's so that's, that's, weird. It's so I mean, cool. Time, though. time like, travel is kind of real if you think about it in in terms of sense memory, where you know, you, you smell something, you hear something, whether it's a song or coffee or a specific place you got a burger, like yeah. any of those things, like it'll bring you back in time. You're just like, wow, that I remember it so vividly. It's like because it's like involuntary too. It's like whoa, mm-hmm. it's 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 not like a conscious thing that you do. No, so no. it's pretty cool. But anyway, so, but, but that's again, my mother's a coffee drinker, but that's the sense memory aspect of like, every time I make my wife a cup of coffee, I always also think of my mother, which can get weird and awkward sometimes, depending on in what your- kind of mood <laughs> I'm in. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to go super Freudian with that, but, yeah. um, but no, my, so my mother recovered from the original surgery to repair the heart, uh, the heart valve. And then they start, they at least got the AFib under control for a while due to uh, the medications and whatnot. And they finally, like, they, they kind of had a good balance of everything going on with controlling the AFib with medication and, you know, post repair. Right. Well, she started having a couple of, uh, a couple of really bad AFib attacks here in the last two or three weeks. And it got so bad one day that, she had my stepfather, who was a wonderful human being, uh, Keith Arsenault, mad props, brother. Uh, but she had my stepfather bring her to the hospital um, ER just to, just as a precaution. Yeah. And yeah, they got her AFib under control again. And then she had to schedule an appointment with her cardiologist. And then this previous Monday, actually the last time we recorded, I was trying to get my mind off of that uh, when we did our last recording, but um, my mother called me and let me know everything was okay. And then she called me again Tuesday after we did last week's recording, which is a week ago today. She called me and let me know 
that she had scheduled, you know, she'd done the uh, echocardiogram, which is where the procedure where they scope through your veins and check out your heart. And then they did an angiogram, but they discovered that she has four valves that are failing or completely failed, which is causing the AFib. So she's going to need three valves replaced. There's no repairing these. So she's going three pig valves, which is kind of cool. My mom, my mom's going to have three, three pig valves. That's crazy. Three pig valves. Uh, so three valves replaced and then one can be repaired or they're going to try to repair one. And then after that, she's going to be put on a list for heart transplant. Don't know if wow. that's going to be necessary or not. That's also, again, worst case scenario. Yeah. There, there is one other route that they may end up doing, which will be a uh, pacemaker, which I have a very dear, good, uh, very dear friend of mine, uh, Brandon Westmoreland, who had a pacemaker put in. He has a genetic heart defect. Uh, I mean, again, pretty, it's fairly non-invasive to, by today's standards. Uh, yeah. But it's pretty, it's, it's not. Again, as 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 serious a thing as like a heart transplant. So, well, I hope all the best for that. I mean, that's a that's a situation right there, man. Uh, again, it's it it's been weighing on me, uh, and then cu- coupled with some other things that we 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 discussed yesterday off camera that I will discuss in the future episode once uh, that BS procedures over and done with. I just had a lot going on in my in my life. Uh, and I, I, I was telling you about it yesterday and I've talked about it briefly before we started taping today as I caught up in this, you know, what if, uh, what if stress cycle mm-hmm. where it's not, I'm, I'm not thinking about all of the positive aspects of what could happen. I'm going, you know, well, what if this and what if bad, what if bad, what if bad. And you heard me yesterday, man. I was so just like, oh my God. Yeah, no, I, I, I could tell, man. It was like, like almost like talking to a different person. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't guess I've ever caught you in one of those moods, but I, I know yeah. that I get into them myself a, a lot. So I, I, I could sympathize or mm-hmm. be there at least to yeah, well, it, listen. It, well, it, it's just, I think it was just everything. Just the shit, the shit can only stack so high before it falls back on me. Oh yeah. So it was like with, with my mother, the news about my mother, again, that was weighing on me. And then the epic amount of travel, we had a bunch of great shows uh, that we did with uh, with Velcro Pygmies. We did Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, I mean, again, long, long run, a lot of travel. And then after the Sunday afternoons show, I ended up having to drive. Me and Christy drove back home after the show. And you're talking, oh, my God, it was. I think it was eight and a half hours home. So I got home at 1230 in the morning and then I had to wake up and go to Montgomery for the thing that we will not talk about today. Yeah. So I was like on three hours of sleep by the time I got to the thing on in Montgomery. And it was just, by the time I got home from that, I was just, again, just why, mm-hmm. why, why, why I was doing why me poor mm-hmm. me. I was playing the victim in my own head and that's not, it's not a healthy thing to do. And it's something that you can't control all the time. And I would like to encourage our listeners, our audience, uh, our friends and family. Um, if you get, if you find yourself getting into that super negative uh, loop, 
where you're just feeding your own anxiety, you're feeding your own negativity, playing the what if game, what about ism, all this crap. If you get stuck in that loop, I'm going to tell you right now that the best thing for me yesterday was to not record the Brainstacks episode. It was just having a conversation off camera, candid with my boy Jackson. Yeah, man. Like, thank, thank you for that, dude. Because no, no, no. it helped. It helped me. It helped me reaffirm that I need to make sure that I'm trying to remove myself from that. You know, again, negative loop cycle. Yeah, man. I, I mean, like, I'm always happy to listen to that. I mean, I, I do that so much, and I, I, I'm telling you, it. it I, here, here lately, I've I really started to, uh, as, as I've as I've mentioned a lot, I'm really starting to try to catch myself mm. in there and yeah, put a put some distance between that and myself mm. because I it it no doubt has long term detriments to your health and yeah, you know, I mean it can, it can get really really squirrely if you let if you let that go for on for too long. Oh, absolutely. So it's it, it's not it's not so much of a problem that it happens. I think it's really normal, mm. and I think it's like just part of being a human. It's just going to happen. But I, yeah, it's just how how long do you let it? Like, have we have we not had a conversation, or had you not put some distance between you and the thing in your mm. mind? I mean, people walk around like with it going on for weeks and mm. possibly months and possibly decades. Yeah, I mean, like seriously. So, well, a lot of people so get stuck I, in that. I, so, I consider that a success. Mm. To if it, even if it just lasts, even if it lasts for like a week, mm. if you get out of it at the end of the week, it's still a success. And that's something yeah. that I think isn't talked about because we're supposed to, in our in our the speed that our culture runs now, we're supposed to yeah. have it perfect and have a perfect take on it, like mm-hmm. out of the gate, or else you've fucking fallen off the wagon. But just you're gonna fall off that wagon, so just be cool well, with I, it. I, the if you look at the way pop culture is is structured, and like the way the television series are structured, or in the in our case today, in, by today's standards, streaming shows are structured. Uh, even just your your typical dramas, they're still the majority of the people are portrayed as being like happy and quote unquote normal the majority of the time. And that's the the kind of influence that that has on us. It makes us think that there's something wrong with have being stuck in a negative loop or stressing about something, which just compounds your anxiety and stress levels because you're just like, I can't let people see me like this because I'm supposed to be normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like so so, it, somehow it, somehow I'm bad in my yeah. and, and and that right there in itself is an element to perpetuating it for me mm. at least uh, anecdotally speaking because it's that whole thing of whatever you resist persists yeah. and if you keep pushing it away it just gets louder and louder and louder and louder and louder mm. so you eventually have to then you have a breakdown or whatever mm. and yeah that's not not fun but i think we we mitigated it a little bit by having a conversation so that's literally what this is all about so mm-hmm. you you definitely uh you definitely aided in again alleviating a lot of the the unnecessary stress that i was putting on myself and you made me think of the situation again we'll talk about that 
in a future episode, maybe a month, I think five weeks from now, once it's done. Yeah. And then I'll, then I'll, I'll feel free to talk about it. Unless of course I have to do something else pertaining to that. But oh, again, we'll get to that at some point in the future. Yeah. But dude, again, thank you for that. And I'm going to briefly talk about Nashville show where Chrissy and I did an opening slot with love is war acoustic. And then the Velcro pygmies played a full show. This, this bar is called Bowie's in Nashville. Very cool. They have the whole lightning bolt part of their logo. So trying to stay true to Bowie, David Bowie, for those of you that don't, again, I've never really got into Bowie, but again, mad respect for what he did for the music industry and pop slash pop rock. I guess maybe he's one of the earlier inner innovators as far as pop rock goes. Yeah, definitely. Super, super glam. Yeah, definitely glam, psychedelic, art rock. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it was a great show, but it was not. We talked about this briefly, and this is your 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 commentary is what kind of spun me out of my my super negativism because it was uh, oh, yeah, such yeah, a yeah. such a funny mm. a funny quip. So I wanted to bring that up just so we could talk about that real quick. Is that uh, so? We're musicians. I'm still full time like career musician. Jackson, you're it's like still it's still a passion of yours, but it's just not your full time job. No, no, no. <laughs> but these guys in Nashville, whenever I think of Nashville, especially being a musician and knowing other musicians that play in Nashville on on the regular, um, I always just okay. So it's these same the same 150, 250 people that play multiple instruments and they play in multiple bands and they just like they're all interchangeable. Oh yeah. Well, this the the show at Bowie's was much different than that because it wasn't just like we showed up and we were playing for tips like the majority of musicians in Nashville. We play, we showed up and we actually got paid to play, <laughs> which was again in Nashville that's bonkers. Oh. But you, it's what what I the observation that I made uh, that that brought out the fu- the funny the funnies was that when we were in Nashville, it's like I looked around and. You have all these players that are all interchangeable because they're all great musicians. Don't get me wrong. They're all like solid, epic, like studio quality musicians, but they all look the same for the most part. They're all have that country hipster vibe. Yeah. And what, what was, is the, was the, the doom of America, the fall of American society is, is going to be brought about by the fucking, the fucking Terminator like, soldier is, a, yes, is a yes. fucking country hipster yes that's also vegan (laughs) scott skynet yes it was uh the the ais have cultivated enough people like that the perfect destroyer of humanity is going to be the country hipster vegan yeah man they and they um they they, they're here they're here to tell you that you're not drinking the right coffee (laughs) or or you need to drink this ipa yeah Oh man, right. I've got this. I just got this this micro brew. Yeah, hey, look, man, that's you're if not, that's you're, if you're not you're not you're not uh if you're not playing out of a a cigar box that was handmade, then you're <laughs> you're not doing it right. Oh yeah, I mean they they there some of them are, are are elitist musicians, but honestly, I mean most of the interactions that I had with the musicians in Nashville, they were super cool, super laid back. Uh, the staff at Bowie's top notch, super great. 
But I just think it's funny that most of them just kind of, they dress the same. They kind of act mostly the same. And yeah, I think well, that just, I, I think, I that's think just that's, kind of the culture. Of Nashville. Yeah, it's, it's the culture. You're exactly right. It's like it's the new culture mm. of that place. And it's kind of this like this. It's it appears as this kind of more sophisticated um, uh, luxurious brand of country that's that's like I don't know it's kind of like white privilege in a nutshell (laughs) (laughs) if you you want to talk about white privilege Nashville is white privilege country which which I I fucking (laughs) hey look 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 I'll be the I'm gonna say this and I like for all the talk about white privilege like if you have it flaunt it that's all I'm saying. If if you don't use your white privilege and you have it, then you're wasting your time. <laughs> hey, everyone. We hope that you're enjoying the audio version of the podcast. If you'd like to watch the full version, click the link in the description or go to brainsnackspodcast.com. Let's move right on to uh, some hot takes. Hot takes. When I say hot takes, I just want to talk about uh, the thing that's populating uh, Twitter, social media, and uh, Facebook, Instagram. Everybody has an opinion or thought on student loan forgiveness. Mm-mm-mm. Everybody wants to hate on the Zoomers, and then the Zoomers and maybe the Gen Xers want to hate on you know the Millennials and the not just the Boomers but the Zoomers, and you know. It's much to do about nothing. It's all just bullshit and it's all just political posturing for the midterm elections. Now, we try not to get over political with it, but I mean, this is a massive issue that everybody wants to talk about because it's, in my estimation, this is all just smoke and mirrors. Look at the keys and let's kind of drive the wedge into that division just a little let's make that division just a little bit wider Mm, that's how i feel about it in a nutshell yeah but we 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 spoke on this this briefly yesterday again trying to get my mind off of the other crap that's going on um but it was what's fascinating and that nobody making any argument on either side want to talk about is that the government is primarily responsible for the problem that that is the rising tuition rates. Now, in the last 20 years, tuition has gone up like 174%. So I don't, the meat, I think the average four year degree costs, I think, 36 to $38,000. Now, that's again, that doesn't, that's, that's bringing in, you know, Yale and Harvard all the way down to like your, you know, uh, UAB. Yeah. University of Alabama, Birmingham, which isn't necessarily a state, a state school, but a public school. Um, and I, I think that the, the important thing for people to know and actually think about is that college four year degree colleges, they're all just another big business. Yeah. That's 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 out there, in my opinion. That's that's all on the table. It's a money making enterprise, just like anything else. It's a money making I mean, machine, and and it's um, from my experience, it's backed up by the 
school systems as well. Oh yeah. Um, I'm not, well, so, I, I'm not society sure. as a whole too. Well, yeah. Yeah. Right. Everyone, everyone's expected to go out and get this four year degree, whether or not it's something that you actually do. Like you, most of the people I know that went to college and have a degree. I went to college, but they didn't, they don't actually, they're not even using that, that degree for anything that they're doing now, like mm-hmm. professionally. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's wacky, wacky and crazy. That's why I didn't go to college. Cause if I went to college, it's like, what am I going to, you know, general studies? Yeah. Like I, I, I had no idea. Nope. The majority of people, the majority of human beings don't know what they want to do with the rest of their life at the age of 18. Absolutely not. I mean, I've, um, like I'm saying it's, it was something that I feel like well-meaning generations before, mm-hmm who've had lived lives where they've worked phys- physically worked really hard. Yeah. Um, and worn their bodies down and stuff. And I think it was in the, in this part of the world, it was pitched as like, if you go, if you go and do this, you'll have a different, it'll be different for you. Instead and of your body being crushed over the pressure and exertion of mind, a manual labor your job, mind will be, I was gonna go. I was gonna go with your soul, your spirit. Yeah. So instead of crushing your your body by by doing physical activity for work, then you just crush your soul instead because you're working some job that you hate to pay for shit that you don't want, don't really right. want, right? And certainly shit that you don't need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that and that that's where you get into a higher conversation around it. Is like, do you actually need? a salary that high. Are you going to school for the salary? Are you actually interested in the field? Mm-hmm. Those are com- two completely different intentions, yeah. two completely different motives, but society allows us to put them together seamlessly so that no one really, it, it's, it's out of the way to bring that part up yeah. in, in regular conversation or Especially at the admissions office. I mean, they're not that. They, yeah, they're they're just. I mean, you're a customer mm-hmm. and a number, and and oh yeah, and and, and you're forced in, in a weird way. I w- I wouldn't say you're forced because it's not brute force, but coerced. Mm-hmm. Um, in high school and middle school, it's it's all like leading up to, uh, someday you're gonna you're gonna apply and you're gonna go to college, mm-hmm. and it. It's almost like you feel sort of like lower and dirtier if you if you voice that you're not going to. Yeah. And I you know, I mean obviously I don't I don't believe that. That's just what I, I don't I don't believe that's true um because all things considered, you know, motherfuckers working at rent a, rent a car with a fucking <laughs> you know, degree in social uh, fucking science or some shit, political science or liberal I arts. Mean, yeah. I mean, I don't care. Like, like I'm, I'm not trying to like devalue like learning. I mean, that's not, but it's, that's extremely different than yeah. That like learning is a human is a part of the human experience. Learning is not, um, college, <laughs> You know, yeah, well, so, well, so it, you it, should be learning, you, learning throughout the course of your life. You, it doesn't stop with college. I mean, and it doesn't start. It, it doesn't really. And it definitely doesn't stop it. It, If anything, it doesn't start until, you know, a few years after you've dropped from being in school. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, being in high school or grade school, it's like you don't realize that you're even a player in the game mm-hmm. until you are become a player in the game. Yeah. And then you realize, oh, okay, there's a game. <laughs> My parents played it. I'm playing mm-hmm. it. Yep. Like, I wasn't playing it because I was just kind of, you know, oh, I can just, I, I mean, like, I play video games. I get fed. I do, you know, I mean, I, yeah. that's, that's, you know, but it, you know, when it, it doesn't change until it changes and then, and then you realize you need to do something. But, but the college experience is cool if you can afford it. Um, but I, um, I don't, I don't know. I, I make anxious to hear more of your thoughts on it. Um, on the forgiveness. Well, here, here's the thing is I love that it's called for, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I love that it's called forgiveness. Debt, debt forgiveness. That makes it sound so spiritual and wonderful. Anyway, you've, you've been blessed with forgiveness, my son. Mm-hmm. $10,000 of your debt is erased. Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's either a Pope thing or a Jedi mind trick thing. Yeah. I don't know. But or company store stuff. Yes. Yes. So you got. Uh, so the point I was making is the, that the government created this problem with tuition rates going through the roof. So it used to be that you go get a four-year degree, and this this isn't necessarily accounting for inflation, which is another problem that the government cause, caused and is currently causing. Um, but when the government started guaranteeing loans for higher education, that meant that more people would start borrowing money. Well, the banks and lenders or like just foaming at the mouth at this opportunity to just start throwing money at people because the government's going to guarantee the loans. So they're going to make more money off of the interest rates. And then the colleges here that the governments are going to guarantee these loans. So what, what does a money making company do if you're guaranteed money? Mm-hmm. Oh, well I'll just incrementally, we'll just raise, raise the price. Raise the price, raise the price. So for a four-year degree, you'll spend between eight and twelve thousand dollars a year. Yeah. On tuition alone. And, and but you but we have student housing. So you have to have a place to stay. And then you have to have food. And then you have to have your party money. But you also have your 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 books that are hundred uh, that are ridiculously overpriced. Yep. And they come out with a new edition every other year that you have to buy. And it's just, it's, it's maddening. And um, nobody, nobody sees that connection or if the people that do see the connection, they don't talk about it because they just want to make it a political issue where the Republicans don't want, don't want you to have this freedom. I was like, well, if the government would just take itself out of the scenario and just say, Hey, okay. So maybe we shouldn't be guaranteeing that, you know, these 18, 19, 20, 21 year old people, can have a hundred thousand dollar credit over the course of four years. Maybe if we don't give them that opportunity, they they won't abuse it. Yeah, and, and then they it's won't disproportionate with um, inflation. Correct. Yes. Yes. So it's so it's not it's not a market thing or anything like that. No, it's it again the 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 cost of insurance uh, the cost of insurance the cost of higher education should scale on par with. Inflation. Now, because these colleges are money-making businesses, because that's what they are. They are for-profit institutions. 
You pay for an experience. You pay for a degree. You pay for this accreditation so that you can raise your status and get a better entry level job. Well, all those all those reasons for going to college are now almost defunct because you can't go and get a decent paying job right out of, right out of college. A lot of kids are actually ended up having to go back move into the basement with their parents. Yeah. Which I mean, that's just a natural that's a natural thing that's like it it if it's um if that's true, which I you know, I believe it to be true. Um and you can obviously look and see that it is true. Mm. Um, that is just in alignment with the way it is, is that you have, mm. you have to be let down in such a way. Um, and, and, and it's for that, it's for those reasons that I really see. Um, I mean, I see, I certainly can see that. I mean, obviously the obvious benefit of, of a forgiveness uh, program, like saying, okay, we all made a boo-boo here. Um, I could see that, but I, I, I just don't believe that it's about that. Um, and we, you know, I think we've established that I, that we don't no, really believe that it's just this giving the essence of it isn't about giving. I, don't, I think it's about distraction and mm-hmm. division and there within the issue itself, there are a couple of, there are a couple of points that if, you get hung up on them. You can really be hung up on them for an infinite amount of time. Yeah. Um, as far as like, you know, well, the the whole debate of, well, I paid for mine and you should like, what, what do I get now? Yeah. And, and the infinity comes in where you, you imagine how far would we go back? Mm -hmm. You know I mean? It, 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 that right there is a cesspool. In my opinion, and it's, <laughs> well, it's toxic it, to your health to even think about that. Well, it's it's all just it's all just political posturing, and it's again trying trying to get a voter base out to vote for blah 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 over blah blah blah. And you again pick your side because unfortunately we do live in this uh, democratic republic, which it's not a democracy; it's a democratic republic. Most people don't re- realize that we're not a democracy; we are a democratic republic, but. Outside of that, you're talking about uh, billions of dollars that these colleges may, are making constantly just just from just from tuition. But these colleges are also making ridiculous amounts of money on their sports. So football, I think the average the average rate of income that football brings to schools across the world, uh, across the country. Something crazy like $39 billion or 39, no, it's 39 million. But certain schools obviously have a much higher and then some schools have a much lower. And that's just for football. Now, how many, how many scholarships or how many full, full ride scholarships can we talk about giving to people with just with the money that's coming in from some of these sports? And let's, let's also ignore the fact that none of these None of these players that are playing college ball or basketball or golf that none of these players are getting paid and they're sacrificing potentially their bodies school, Uh, but no, instead, instead of giving them a a little piece of that action, it's like, no, you get a full ride scholarship. 
yeah. and potentially you could play for the NFL. So, the, you know, it's, it's all, there's so many arguments that you can make about why maybe college should be free. But if the, if, if the government wanted to really do something to enrich and better the nation as a whole through four year degrees, then it should be like, okay, well you get specific, specific studies, areas of study that will benefit human, not just, you know, America, but let's say mankind. So well, biologists, chemists, you know, scientists across the board, mm-hmm. those I, I could see, you know what, let's go ahead and forget. Let's, let's full, full ride for most of these guys that, that are in, in these fields. And I'm not saying to just to limit it to those, but if you really, if it's, if it's about higher learning and about a, a higher, higher threshold for again, knowledge, wealth, security of the nation, then yeah, we should be maybe free free tuition for some of these, some of these areas. But if, again, if I wanted to go to college and I could get, you know, most of my student loan forgiven going for some rando, again, liberal arts studies, cultural history, blah, blah, blah. It's something that's that they, there are areas of, of study that are important, but not necessary. Yeah, uh, I I well, feel I, like this I, that, is that a, can that could that could be debatable, and and yeah, maybe I'm yeah. phrasing it wrong. I'm not saying that they these some of these areas of study aren't important, but they aren't. They they shouldn't be. We shouldn't be held responsible for taking care of those. Like I have always been about if if we really want to get a leg up on every other country, then we should be focused more on the sciences, but also in the trades. We need more carpenters. We need more plumbers. We need more electricians. We need more welders. The people that can actually take what the scientists design and actually put it together in yeah, a way I, that I, in a way that works. A, there's a large resurgence of that happening. Um, at least at least in this part of the country. I mean, there's a lot of you know there's a lot of trade school talk going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost like we've kind of backed up and realized, okay, maybe maybe the trades aren't so bad. Because because um, I think something that maybe the older generations weren't taking into account when they had their experience of working so hard, mm-hmm. not to say that we don't work hard anymore because hard work is just foundational, yeah. but it's not as physically demanding given that the progression of the technology and tools and I mean, yes. it's far, you can achieve a lot more with less effort. Let's just yeah. face that. I mean, it's not like, you know, we're not using hand drills anymore and things like that. So mm-hmm. it's it's a, it's a different world mm-hmm. um, to work in a trade, even. Um, but I I I I think it's tricky when we start getting into. Um, it's it's certainly very tricky, and I I definitely don't know. I don't have any weight in that argument. You know, I, I, as of today, I, I don't yeah. know enough um, details about that. And well, I and don't there there. That point that you just made is that most people don't have any real frame of reference or, or understanding because most people don't understand that the government is the one uh, the US, United States government. And this goes back to like the early 90s, which George H.W. Bush. So George Bush senior, he's the one that signed this 
bill into action that actually is government backed student loans. So the government created that problem and it was a Republican that created that problem. Just to make sure you guys know that I'm not being political with one side or the other. I'm critical of both sides because they're both asshats that don't have America's interest at heart. Mm. But these guys, now you have, again, anybody can go and apply for a loan and is more than likely going to get it if they're going to school. And again, you're, you have kids that are applying for you know $100,000 or $50,000 over the course of two years or three years to cover all their expenses so they don't have to work, so they can focus on their studies. And this is all great stuff in theory. But you you can't have a without having a cap on what the schools can charge. And this gets into really some wonky territory is how much intervention should the government have in higher education? Because yeah. then you get into propaganda and indoctrination, which is already it's, an issue. It's, al- it's already happening. I mean, that that part of it is indirectly happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we all know that we are. That the we're that we're not experiencing a uh, physical warfare, but we're experiencing psychic warfare, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, mo- most most absolutely, and that's that's all about. Again, it's not necessarily propaganda, but when you have teachers, not, not teachers, sorry, professors, just to be be accurate with this, you have professors that worked for. You know, they went to college for six years to get their master's and then they don't leave college, though. They turn right around and they become adjunct professors, professors, whatever. So they they have no real world experience in whatever they're teaching outside of what they learned in college. Yeah, Yeah, so they may have have written the greatest thesis on the planet as a senior. And that's awesome. I think it should be mandatory that you go away for four to 10 years to be out in the real world before you can actually educate young minds, educate and shape young minds on how to think and how to live and how to, how to do whatever you're teaching. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it's always going to remain conceptual within the confines of a classroom. Yes. And it's going to be to it, to, to young to a young mind, it's very confusing and disconnected, discombobulated, all mm-hmm. the information, and it's it it leaves you in a very malleable state because so much is coming in yeah. that's new. And if you're under the impression that this is something you need to pay close attention to mm-hmm. because this is your your path this is the beginning of your path, then you're going to take what people say, whether you like it or not, and mm-hmm. take it pretty deep, you know, yeah. unless you're, unless you're just partying all the time and you're not really there to learn. Um, Speaking you know. of partying, I, I, I play frat parties and sorority parties all year. I mean, that's, that's part, part of the Velcro pygmies, part of our, our, our uh, show schedule is most definitely college shows. And I and and to be honest with you, I in my opinion, I would say that 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 I would I would say that the party element is actually I would make I would make the like crazy argument that the party element is actually as important. And I'm not just saying this because I'm 
have interest or you have interest in making money there, but it's important in a different way. You could view it through a lens that it it that network and of of people getting together and just being fucking insanely stupid and crazy. Mm-hmm. All it, it's like if if you could compact all that into four years and learn some lessons, yeah, about how to about coming to decency, mm. then that part is I think that's a that's a thumbs up for me. It's like if you can uh you know realize what what okay, what is it like to be blackout drunk you know several <laughs> nights in a row or well, whatever. Unless, unless like, you have a video unless you have video of it, I mean you're not gonna remember what it was like to be blackout drunk. That's true. That's true. I, I, that, that's true. Okay. But, hand, but, hand, but hand 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 to God. Hand but to, God. I can but to me to me that's more that's more in line with where a twenty, a, a late teens, early twenty person. That's where you actually are in life. Yeah, is you're not, you're still, you're still dumb. So it's like <laughs> get the dumb out, get the dumb out of your system. Yeah, <laughs> and and ha- and have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have to go to college to do that. I didn't so. go to college to do that. Yeah, I was still partying with all the college kids when I was, you know, my mm-hmm. teens, twenties. Yeah. Uh, again, but now I'm playing to the same same group or uh, demographic there, and I'm just like, I see some of these kids, and I'm just like, are we Fuck. as a society getting <laughs> dumber? Yeah. Uh, and no, so, uh, we're, we're. I don't think we are. I think it's just that my perceptions changed over it's the years. Changed, it's changing. Yeah. Yes. And that's just at, as I get older, and uh, again, theoretically or hypothetically wiser. Uh, it depends on who's definition of wise we're going to go with uh but i see i see a lot of things i'm just like ah i was pretty stupid but uh, like these guys are a different brand yeah (laughs) or uh, not we're not going to go with stupid maybe maybe wild these are a different brand of wild than what i had uh experienced but it's not it's not to say now and now like now the the crazy part is like we have so many more we have so many more unique opportunities now to uh, see everybody's debauchery just mm. publicly displayed. Yeah. Um. So you you know thanks TikTok. If you yeah if you're <laughs> if you're uh, the type that can learn from that can learn from a textbook, then you have a giant textbook of you know mm. maybe what not to do or or just you know you just see okay that's what that is. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to experience it, you mm. know. Um Well, I I I've I've spoken to a couple of people that are that are college age, uh like friends of the band that have grown up with the band. And I I just tell them it's like, you know what, you go to college, you know, have an idea of what you want to do for the rest of your life because this is an investment <laughs> in your future. Yeah. So I I decided to not go the college route because I there was nothing, no class that I could take that I was just like, okay, this this is the direction I want my life to go in. This I is what like, I want to spend I, the next sixty years of my life potentially doing, or forty years of my life potentially doing. I feel the same way, and I, and I I I think that that's completely fine. I mm-hmm. you know if that I don't know what percentage of the population that is, but. You know that percentage matters as well, mm-hmm. and I mean, who's to say? You know, I mean, it's it it's such a it's such a 
a feat to to even know one little thing about who you really are. So mm. why put so much pressure and then and then add the and then you add the financial stress and the financial pressure and it takes it to new heights. Yep. And that right there is um imprisonment. Mhm. It's a form of being imprisoned. Yep. Well, uh, that's that's the name of the game is the the reason that people are pressured to go to college is because they're they're trying to fit fit you into this box. And once you're in this box, they're going to make it almost impossible for you to get out of this box. So a lot of a lot of people that have actually gone to college, uh, Chrissy and I have toyed with the idea of like tiny house living, mm-hmm. which you've been to my house, my house, uh, like I'm, I'm in like 1400 square foot and I'm like, I don't have enough room. So I don't, I can't imagine shrinking everything down yeah. just because I have too many activities that I do. And I just, I just, I need more room, but I, I, was, I was telling Chrissy, I was like, maybe we could, you know, we could have like a 40 by 40 shop building that we don't actually live in and then have a little tiny house. Yeah, that's cool. So everything else, everything else can go in the big, big building. All our, all our stuff, all our, our side projects, the podcast stuff too. But the house would be like that's that's our living area. We're not I, working I, in that area. Yeah, that that uh, that idea excites me actually. I've 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 um like as far as me having a place of my own, I've mm. all I've often thought about you know a, a primarily just a big open shop mm. and then build a house. Within that, like a yeah. small, you know, house within the, within the shop. Oh yeah, that's, you know, that's well, just. See that, but that that mentality right there. When Chrissy and I were researching, and again, we're not going to do it anytime soon. But while we were dabbling with the idea of like tiny house living, the the more I research it, the more like you watch YouTube videos on it. Um, there, the majority of people that are doing this tiny house living thing are people that graduated from college. And they are super in debt, but rather than going deeper into debt by buying this $450,000 house, they're just, they're shrinking their entire life. Mm. So that that's, if you can build a tiny house that you can pull behind a truck for, you know, 30, $40,000, depending on what upgrades you put in it. I mean, you can buy that and pay it off within two years, three years, four years. And you don't have any bills like you, ha- you might have a truck note or a car note. You might have your electric bill, you know, from wherever you park the thing. But mm-hmm. realistically, there are, there's a mindset that's changing from this big uh, extravagance, extravagant lifestyle. Uh, there are a lot of people that are starting to reject that. And from what I've seen, it's a lot of college degree holding individuals that are rejecting that. Again, textbook cookie cutter lifestyle. You will own nothing and you'll be happy. Mm. Well, they, they, they never <laughs> uh, New world order. Isn't that crazy how that kind of, that you can kind of see that mm. curve. It's like going more, it's like the out, the external and everything is so unmanageable that it's almost like, wow, we really need somebody to come in here and, um, manage all this for us. (laughs) I wish, I wish somebody had all the answers to all the problems and let's just let them make all the decisions. Yeah. It's like, you know, it would be a whole lot easier if we could just all agree that we all just want to be happy 
and that we don't want to we don't want to overpay for shit. Uh, yeah. I mean, the the housing market right now is ridiculous. It's gotten completely out of hand and out of control. And I've also done there's a an investment group called BlackRock that have been just buying up properties like vacant houses, vacant apartment buildings, vacant commercial buildings all across the country. And their goal is basically that everybody's going to rent eventually. Mm. Unless you're like the top tier Uber rich. I mean, Helen, uh, I, I think it's Ireland. No. Yeah. Ireland In Ireland, they actually got rid of they're phasing out, uh, handing down property from one generation to an X. So inheritance. So yeah. Shit. That's crazy. Inheritance. I'm, not property. You, I'm just tired. Inher- but inheritance of property is going away in some of the European state, uh, European nations. Wow. And I, I think eventually that that's like, that's a global government conspiracy, but we don't have to go into the conspiracies on that one, but that's just how, how it pertains to, to life in, in the United States and the student loan forgiveness is it's all about somebody else is going to take care of your problems. Yeah. So that you don't have to worry about it anymore. Cause we don't want our society, our society to be stressed. And that's, that's not it. I, I don't, I don't think that that's, I think that we think that that's related to stress, but I don't think that that actually is related to stress. And that's kind of controversial, but I think there's a subtle difference. I concur. I, I can, I can follow that. That logic. Stress has nothing at the end of the day. Stress has nothing to do with your outside environment. It has to do with your inner experience of it. And that's how you, that's how you very, process it. That's very high, but, and very simple, but not easy. Mm-hmm. But it's something that, you know, if we all could unlearn and practice those type of those natural, more natural modalities of Mm. stress relief. I mean, fuck. I mean, we wouldn't be stressed and we could actually maybe deal with some of this shit. (laughs) Bang more stressless. I like it. Cool. (laughs) But yeah, so look, it whichever side of the argument you want to you want to defend, at least maybe you guys have a little bit little bit more basic knowledge and understanding of how and why the student loan crisis is what it is. It's 100% completely government fabricated. And again, the lenders contributed to it and then the colleges contributed to it. So it's stack on stack on stack on stack on stack. And all this, this shit stacks only so high. I said this earlier talking about myself, the shit can only stack so high before it falls down. And it's going to fall down onto us. And then we're just going to be living in a giant sewer we call the United States or maybe something else. Uh, But it's all, it's all political posturing. It's all virtue signaling, all virtue signaling. And again, this goes for either side. Hey, I'm part of your team. Hey, I'm part of your team. You know, I'm not against giving, you know, $10,000 erasing some of this debt for these people, but there, there are real, real world ramifications involved in this, especially with the price of everything going up. Everything, the the cost of gas, the cost of food, cost of energy, uh, our electric bills have gone. Like my electric bill's gone up like forty dollars in the last two months. Uh, forty dollars a month, and, and it's not because I'm using like 
we purposely turn turn our AC way up when we're home during the day, and when we're gone, even higher, so that the AC isn't constantly running because we live in the South and it's hot. But even during like it was like ninety eight degrees for a week straight here, I had the AC running twenty four seven three sixty five, and our electric bill was still forty dollars lower than it is it was this last month when we oh. weren't home for three weeks. Wow. So, but erasing some of this debt that 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 debt gets doesn't get erased it's not free money that people are getting and this is one thing that people every generation needs to understand this isn't just for the zoomers this isn't for the millennials and anybody else this money comes from taxpayers which tax law is a completely other thing that i would love to have a longer long long form discussion on with you in the future but it's all bullshit it's all bullshit, and by erasing this debt, they're going to print more money to pay off this debt. And by printing more money, it's going to devalue the current money that we already have even further, which means that every, the cost of living for everyone is going to go up a little bit more, just a little bit more every time. Yeah. So every That's time it. they talk about free money, whether it's the PPP loans, which, hey, I got, I'm not, I'm not too proud to say it. But you know what? I'm also, I, w- I didn't want to stay home. I was forced to stay home. So I was going to take advantage of whatever I could. Uh, did I get my, stu- my, my, my PPP for loan forgiven? Yeah. But again, I was forced to not work. Right. Nobody's forcing you to go to college. They're, it's they're, completely like, different. They're, they're, well, some people will disagree that they're not different. And that's okay to have that that opinion, but that's my thoughts on it. Is look, if you went to college and you get ten grand off off your off your debt because Mr. Joe Biden is keeping his political promises, it, if you think that he's doing that for you, he's not. He doesn't care about you. The political elite on both sides don't care about you. And that's just the that's just a truth that you have to hammer into your skull. Mm-hmm. Like it's not up, that is not up for debate. No. And so you have to you don't have to look at it through my lens or your lens, but you need you have to wake up enough to those facts that y- you're not really you're not special. Everything mm-hmm. isn't for your convenience. Even though it's sold that way, yep. you know, and it's it's it can be exhausting to try to figure out what they mean by what they're saying. But you mm-hmm. have to you have to go there if you actually want to begin to understand or be able to uncover any form of truth around any issue. Is that it's not whatever is said is just what's said. Mm-hmm. It's not what they mean, and it's not what they're doing mm-hmm. typically. So and it's all it all comes back to you're not cared about by a large body of government. And that's that's the fundamental problem that we have with it and mm-hmm. the dist and the distrust is that we understand that. Well so, the same the same people that would talk crap about, you know, Biden's dementia and whatnot. And again, they're both both sides are actually have been talking shit on Biden for a while now. Now half of them are going, no, Biden, Biden's great now. Biden's great now because they, it's the perception that they're getting something for free. Yeah. 
And this mentality, this this entitlement mentality that we all have, I have it. Yeah, certainly. I, I'm not. I, but I most people won't admit that they have it. But they 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 see this. I'm get I'm gonna get something for nothing. No, it's gonna come somewhere. It's got to come from somewhere. Yeah. Nothing nothing in life is free. Every everything it has to be paid for at yeah. some point I mean, by somebody. It's because it because of because it's it's um that's like a that's like a law. I mean it's it's even energetically you're gonna pay yeah. for you know it's like if something is done then it's done typically using energy unless it's digital. There's a, I mean, there's even a, there, you know, it's like so. Even it's, there, there's processing power that's yeah, involved, yeah. which takes yeah, electricity. I mean, it's not free. I mean, mm-hmm. things are just not free. Mm-hmm. So obviously, uh, and they should uh, be really. I mean, I mean, what's the you know what I mean? As Americans, we have freedom, land of the free, but I mean, it. You're sl- we're all slaves to debt. I mean, this nation is a slave to our debt. Yeah, and it's our own, and 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 I I think it's heartbreaking because it's almost like we're trying to achieve a personal, uh, a very we're playing a very small game with our lives typically, and the in the acquiring of shit, and it's very gross, and it's very like it's horrifying. If mm-hmm. you realize that you're really just throwing a temper tantrum. Yeah. Well, <laughs> your every, entire everybody... life is just a, like my entire life is just a temper tantrum and uh, <laughs> of, 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 and sleeping on this side until I get tired of it and then going to this side and then sleeping yeah. on this side. And it's like, you know, that, that needs to be examined and it's very personal. Such is life, man. Every everything and again, this whole podcast is based around trying to be more introspective and understanding the functions and meaning behind everything we do. And and you know, again, we we've talked about the meaning of life, and maybe it's just the meaning of life is the search for the meaning of life or to find meaning in your life. And you know, just I don't want I don't want people fighting with each other over what is essentially going to be a non-issue. The only, the only thing that anybody has to worry about is if it doesn't get forgiven, then people will be stuck with the debt that they already have. If the student loan, some of these student loans are forgiven. Well, then instead of them, the individual paying this additional $10,000, that $10,000 per person, however many million it is, will just be distributed amongst the rest of the United States. Yeah. Cause that's, everybody is going to get paid for one way or the other it just depends on who's going to pay for it. And I'm, I don't have a problem contributing to somebody else's furthering somebody else's education, but I think it should be voluntary. I mean, some communal support would be okay. Yeah. How many, how many billionaires are out there? Elon Musk, this here's, here's, here's a hypothetical situation. Why doesn't Elon Musk just go ahead instead of buying Twitter? Because once he actually officially gets out of that deal that he brokered, $44 billion to buy Twitter, instead of spending $44 billion on Twitter, why doesn't he just buy like a college in each state and just go, hey, bam, here's your teaching staff. I'm going to pay you a hundred grand a year to teach blah, blah, blah. And then 
you, you have to provide your own housing, but you go to college for free. You have all these multi-billionaire cocksuckers that are, they, they appear to be so altruistic and they want to present this face that they, they are, they are super, super generous with their money. But when it comes to affecting real change in society and in the world, they don't really do shit yeah, that, except uh, enrich could, themselves further. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that could be argued. And, and, that's and okay. I, I agree with that on a lot of levels and something that just came to my mind when you said stuff, something like that. I mean, there's real, there's real opportunities for people who people like Elon Musk, you know, it is to be, um, you know, in the, in the general field and wheelhouse of tech, mm-hmm. I mean, is in a position to create and curate, uh, really unique, some really unique learning opportunities. Yeah. And that's what, that's to me where shit gets interesting is instead of this generic, um, the, instead of the old way of college, you know, if that's a phased out, you know, it decentralizing that, that. into, into, you know, that. yeah, 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 yeah. Decentralize it and break it into, um, you know, back to source in a certain way. It's like, um, it, yeah, finding and then, and then you can actually find really unique learning experiences and opportunities that yes will cost money, but won't have the same. They won't be dull. You know, they won't, they, they, they won't, they won't be, you know, ho-hum, um, run-of-the-mill, the education system. You know, it's yeah. like, it's not even cool. I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shitting on college. I'm just saying it's not, it's, I mean, certainly there are elite programs at schools and those, and, and even those mm, people with the jobs that are currently there those people would be interested probably too in what I'm saying. They could, you know, break off and become part of a different, a different learning experience for, you know, new generations, which is fucking cool. And this is why I like doing the podcast with you is because you completely just flip my, my thought on like somebody like Elon Musk or, you know, uh, Bezos one again, one of these super advertised people. I mean, how Bill Gates, again, in his super altruism, which is, again, I think he's an evil cocksucker, but <clears throat> that's, again, a topic for another day. But one of these people to to not necessarily reinvent the wheel, as it were, when it comes to four-year degrees or college degrees, but adapting the current technology and applying, again, remote learning with legit college, like accreditation, make it more socially acceptable that you don't have to go to a four year college out of state or whatnot. Yeah. There's your, there's your affordability there and, you know, create and cultivate that. I mean, yes, there have been online classes for the last 10 years or more. I'm not even talking about online. I mean, I've I've certainly taught. Yes. Yes. There are, like the masterclass on remote stuff, but even even as a physical place, you know, fucking Elon. There's no reason Elon Musk shouldn't shouldn't be at the helm of creating the fucking mecca for tech. 
Mm. You know what I mean? And just like, and, and people from all over the fucking country that that want to specialize in tech are just fucking fired up to go there. Yeah, and, it, and it's and it's accredited. You know, I'm not I'm mm. not saying it's Elon Musk as an ego piece. I'm saying with the type of money. Yeah. You know, and and the and the the that's that kind of maverick should you know has that opportunity, um, and it may be something that I mean I'm I'm way out of line. I mean this may be something that is talked about in the works. You know, I mean I'm not sure, but um, I find that more I find that more interesting than than four year universities. So. I concur. I'm uh, and again I'm not saying that people need four year degrees. I'm just saying that's that's the norm. Yeah. There, yeah, there are, no, pe- yeah, there are yeah, people yeah. that can earn their degrees in as little as like two and a half years or some shit. If they overload their, their, their class schedule. And again, that's cool. If that's your prerogative, but that's what all this boils down to is it's your decision ultimately to further your education. Now there are cheaper and more, there are cheaper ways for you to further your education, you know, and uh, cheaper and more efficient. So it, it may not more be more pragmatic ways. Yes. And some people go to college as an escape from their home life. And that's okay. That's okay too. But keep in mind that you, you actually have to actively make a decision to do that. So it, who ultimately, I think this is all going to boil down to personal responsibility. It, well, yeah. And, and, and I, but nobody wants I, to take I, that personal I, responsibility. Yes, and I, I agree with that. And but I also am cynical in that because it seems like that is where it's where it heads, and it should head there. But it's like it, it almost it leaves it leaves you with a bitter taste because this whole time you were coerced into making this fucking you know potentially you know. Financially, I'll say at least financially stupid decision. Yeah. Um, if it's not for you and very little, very little exploration, um, and true guidance on what it even means to be a person mm. is given. And, and it's, you're pretty much left with this as the, the most, um, illuminated option on the table yeah but whenever it gets fucked people are like well you should have fucking you should have known and i mean you know what i mean and that's where i'm like yeah you're right like ultimately it is but i'm also and i'm not saying you personally i'm just saying yeah it almost seems like it's a messed up it's a messed up situation and it is down to personal responsibility but it's almost like you want the institutions that put you that not not that they put you there, but they were misleading or helping in a, maybe a minuscule way to mislead you there or not, you know, not meeting a, a, your needs somewhere else or even, you know, making you aware of shit. Mm. And here's here's an idea. really in the profit game. You know, here's, the, here's an idea. I, I need I need the hacker group anonymous to just go ahead and hack every single creditors server on the planet and just bring everybody back to zero. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be wild. I mean, we, we can, we can end the federal reserve. We can end the Rothschild banking cartels. We can end the United States government's debt. Just take it all, take it all back to zero. Every there there's, there's the forgiveness that the world needs. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah. Man, that's a reset. Hey, maybe maybe that's maybe that's the great reset. Huh? Just, that's what I just uh, said. That's a reset. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe See, we're, so. we're like we're we're linking up online here. We're get, we're our fucking tenfold hats now. <laughs> Dude, hey. Again, again, if 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 everything's just on loan, if your education is just on loan, you don't own that education. You don't own that degree. You're renting it. I love it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, guys, don't 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 get too worked up and don't start hating on people that have a different opinion from you. It's okay that you went to college and and it, again, I'll clap for you if if you get some of your student loan debt forgiven. And if you didn't get some of your student loan debt forgiven because you're not currently a student, I'm sorry. I sympathize with you. But at the same time, it's like it's not worth spending spending so much time in your own head or specifically online arguing with people on something that ultimately is just a political ploy. It's a it's a virtue signaling going, hey, I'm keeping my promise because his you know, Biden's approval rating has been lower than any president, including Trump on the planet in the history of the United States. And now it's finally creeping up. Why? Because he's, it's all smoke and mirrors. Again, they don't care about you. So we need to care about each other a little bit more. Respect your fellow person's opinion. Try to see it from their point of view. Doesn't mean you have to agree with them. You won't. But maybe you can understand them better. That's if it. you don't take the aggressive stance on, well, you're just stupid. Look at all these Republicans that got their PPP loans forgiven. Look at all these Democrats that took out PPP loans. I mean, people took to the advantage. Fucking- that's, that's, that's the primary response that I've seen everybody bring up is that these PPP loans were forgiven. I was like, that's a different set of circumstances simply because the country was shut down. They shut down that's our it. economy, whether for legitimate reasons or not pandemic or not call it whatever you will tinfoil hat on or off that was a different scenario people took advantage of it people cheated the system the same people are doing it with with student loans it's it's okay to have an opinion about it but don't get in an argument about it it's not worth your time don't let that uh jackson you you brought this up uh the way you phrased it in a previous episode it stuck with me don't don't let let that take up space in your head. Don't rent out space in your head to, to ID that, that kind of negative thought process. Because it does take up that space mm-hmm. and it does take up your time. Yep. And that clock, your, your clock is running. And that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's so, it's so simple. It sounds stupid, but, mm-hmm. but just be mindful of that. That if you, if you want to spend time stressing out about it, good, go ahead. But, if you do, if you don't have the wherewithal to just take a couple steps back and realize that that's not gonna it's not going to change really or affect the issue more than likely and it's not going to change anyone else's mind and you know you're you're now in that loop mm-hmm. so you you're in the right to be there but you're in the loop mm-hmm. so. and that's that's not a place that any of us should spend too much time you can't you can't you can't completely box box that that i that thought process out because that's just part of human nature but you can if you're if you're actively trying to be aware of it then you can start to curb it off you can choose how you you can absolutely 
you can you can choose how you how you relate to just about anything. Yes. And I mean, then accept the consequences that come along with that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. so tried and true. So yeah, hey, there's our our hot take. There's our hot take on student student loan forgiveness. Look, I don't really care one way or the other because I know that just based on the way society is right now, it it we're never going to agree on any of it. So whether it happens or it doesn't happen, it doesn't matter to me. Like I have no frame of reference here outside of the fact that my own, my primary concern is that our money is just going to continue to be devalued, which means that everything's going to cost just a little bit more and a little bit more. And the way that that, effect, that affects me is that I have contracts out with the band that are out 12 months from now that may be worth potentially 9% less. So we technically don't make, we're making the same amount of money, but that money is just of lesser value. Yeah. So there's my frame of reference. There's my hot take is let's just, let's just not let's, let's at least slow down the inflation by not spending so much money. Just a thought. Just and a that's, thought. That's just not, that's not just student loans and all this other crap. So with that guys, uh, we hope that you were offended <laughs> at least a little bit, <laughs> but seriously, no, it, it don't, don't, don't embroil yourself in the negativity. Again, try to look Marvelous. at Try to look at it from the person you want to start an argument with. Look at it from their perspective. Nobody wants to be in debt. Everybody wants to better their lives, which is why ultimately why people go to college. And everyone's not doing bad, the best they can because if they because if they could do better, they would be. Exactly. Take that it's, to heart. Keep keep that in mind, guys. Even though even the most evil, even the person still in your radio out of your car right now is doing the best they can. Sorry. It, they're doing what they have they what they feel well, they have to do to survive. They're, they're doing or, what, or, they're, or to get their They're doing their the fix. best they can because yeah. They're doing the best that they can because that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So. so again, have a little bit more empathy. And uh, again, think about why you're having such a knee-jerk reaction to some of these topics. And maybe think about why these topics are being brought up in the timeline that they're brought up in. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for everything that's in the news. Remember that. And it's a lot of clickbaity bullshit. Also, remember that. So thank you guys for joining uh, us on the Brain Snacks with Jackson Max Remote Podcast. Thank Chat. you, bitches. Hey. <laughs> Thanks, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish bitches. I need. Uh, I need Samuel. I need a Samuel Jackson. I need to get. We need to get a soundboard on my side and on your side so that we can start. We really do. We piping, really really do that. Thanks, motherfucker. We need that. But uh, no, thank you guys for joining joining us. We hope that uh, this was entertaining, enlightening, and uh, mildly offensive. Oh yeah. I hope he's to go to sleep, bitches. Not yeah. really. It's only eight I've, o'clock. I've, yeah, no, I've I've got some other work to do around the house too. I got some shirts to print and I gotta put together my new laser. Oh yeah. Uh, cool. That's gonna be fun. Hell yeah. But uh Jackson, I wanna thank you one more time for the conversation that we had yesterday. Thank you for for pulling me helping to pull me out of my uh my negative my negative loop. Anytime, man. And uh you guys at home, again, if if I can impart one piece of advice, if you find that you are starting to get in a depressed loop or a negative loop, reach out to somebody that you know 
maybe has a different perspective than you or just reach out to a friend. It doesn't, doesn't have to be a deep conversation. Just having, having a normal conversation that doesn't even deal with the issue that you're, you're stuck on can change how you feel and how you think. 100%. So thanks for tuning in guys. We love you. Uh, if you guys would, please go to brainsnackspodcast.com. Sign up for our new sign up for our newsletter. Subscribe. Uh, if you haven't, please subscribe to our YouTube page. Hit the bell notification. All the bullshit. Leave us a review. Leave us a rating if you're listening. Uh, we are two confident idiots. Saying that if you're going to go out on social media, don't be a dick. Don't Bam. be an asshole. <laughs> oh, it's, it's all love, guys. See ya. Do better tomorrow. Peace. We hope that you're enjoying the show. If you'd like to sign up for our newsletter, go to www.brainsnackspodcast.com.